Extreme Anime Radio. everybody to the extreme anime radio podcast for the 26th of january 2022 i am jr and he is nev how you doing sir good evening sir uh awake alive and breathing but very cold uh, oh why is that well let's see um <laughs> according to the old watch which tells me the outside temperature with the wind chill minus 18 celsius <laughs> And we say, I don't like going outside right now. But I went outside to get dinner, so it was like... <sighs> I I know it was a Captain Obvious type of question, but hey. Meanwhile, um, if you're watching Twitch right now, you can see my background uh, kind of um, foreshadowing what could possibly hit in my neck of the woods uh, in a couple of days. Which I will reply, join the club. We're still digging out up here. <laughs> so we have a forecast model that just says maybe a couple of inches and another forecast model that says over half a foot. In which case you hopefully split the difference, but that's still ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are welcoming everybody here to our podcast. Uh, apologize for um, not doing a podcast last week. Um, we did have a little bit of a family emergency on my end that came up, which is why we did do the um, the game stream, but we decided not to do the podcast because I wasn't really prepared. Uh, so um, I appreciate you guys understanding. And uh, yes, we have uh, some topics of discussion tonight, Neff. Um, we like to once again point everybody listening on our podcast once again, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And conversely, if you're watching us now and would like to listen to us on the audio realm, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So now first topic of discussion, a wild divisional weekend in American football where three of the four games were won by underdogs on regulation ending field goals. Um, and then we had the coin flip. Yeah, you, 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 you had to set me up for this because now I'm about to you know, go off on a merry rant. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, the NFL rules state you win the coin toss and then you get to choose. And then if you, when you possess the ball, score a touchdown, the other team doesn't get a shot at it. And Mahomes just took over from there, which we all know. Yeah, Mahomes basically said, you saw that 13 seconds before the end of the regulation? I'm just going to do it again. <laughs> your, your quarterback was uh, on top of it, though. Yeah, Josh Allen is one of those quarterbacks where he'll do it with his legs and he'll do it with his arm. Mm -hmm. But he'll do it right when you don't think he should because – there were a couple of times they went for it on fourth down where I'm going, no, Josh, no, Josh, you're going to get killed. Mm. 
and he manages to leap out of danger t- to the point where I'm going, does he have a cape on under that uniform? And he's just, you know, <laughs> leaping tall buildings in a single bound type of deal. Like, yikes. But no, I was uh, listening to the game on Westwood One, and they were so sure. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be the Buffalo Bills in the conference championship. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's just say you heard Westwood One. I happen to just have the local Bills broadcast on in the background as well. Oh, no. You have never heard a audio balloon deflate so fast <laughs> and so hard because they were like, we're going. <laughs> I refer to that as the 13 seconds of doom. Mm. So it's like, but for 13 seconds. Mm-hmm. But then again, neither team knew what defense was during that game. It was literally like playing for you people who don't know the reference. Uh, go look at your Nintendo Switches, Tecmo Bowl. Oh, Basically, boy. You know, <laughs> throwing throwing <laughs> balls, you know, like there's no tomorrow. And it's just like, we'll just run up the score and defense. And I'm going, and I had the Buffalo defense in my fantasy football pool that this week, past weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to look, but I'm probably sh- pretty sure it's a negative score I got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I come up with a little bit of a formula, Neff, and I don't know what you think, but it's kind of like modeled after the NCAA rules for overtime. Guaranteed yeah. possession for every offense. You start at the opposing thirty-yard line. Untimed downs. You get four downs to move the ball. And then, uh, you know, uh, after one overtime, uh, whoever has the highest score uh, wins. And if they're still tied, you continue with the process until somebody wins. Oh, and if you score a touchdown, no extra point. You just keep on going. You know what I would do? I I like your idea to a point, but you know what I would do? Not untimed downs, less timed downs. In other words, the current uh, situation is you get 40 seconds, right? Oh, I'm talking about the game clock, not the play clock. I'm sorry. Well, okay, because I'm talking the play clock. Okay. I'm talking knock that play clock down. Because mm. I think the play clock is, I think, 40 seconds. So knock it down to 25. And you will see a scramble. You will see desperation. You will see long bombs in overtime to try and score. Interesting. It'll make the, C- it'll make the CFL look state and boring. <laughs> and the CFL folks, for people who don't watch Canadian football, basically the last three minutes, anything can happen. And right. usually does. Mm-hmm. Well, if you start on the opposing 30 and you run uh, 25 seconds on the play clock, you could probably pull that off. You'd be, you, but you can't have one mistake because one mistake and you're done. Oh, yeah. Sort of like uh, Mr. Brady and Mr. Uh, Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other can of worms. Well, those two were cans of worms may or may not be finished. <laughs> uh, although I, what I've heard suggests that Brady is closer to saying, you know what? I'm done. As opposed to Rogers, who is, you know, I think he wants to play. I just don't think he wants to play for Green Bay anymore. By the way, he's immunized. Oh, and then there's the the jokes that that incurred now, <laughs> including my favorite, where an artist who uh, had made a bet has actually you know drawn Mr. Rogers getting a shot of vitamin L from Mr. Garoppolo of San Francisco, <laughs> and of course Mr. Rogers is like with bulging eyes in the whole nine yards. Interesting, but yes, that leads us to. Our conference championships, you have the Chiefs against uh, Houdat. And then the Bungles, you... as I call them. <laughs> and then you have the Battle of California. Which is going to be interesting because allegedly, I mean, I, I've been reading, you know, social media. I shouldn't really do that. But uh, reading social media and everybody's saying, even though it's in the Rams stadium, the Rams have never managed to get a following in their return to L.A., and so they're, they're suspecting that it might well be 80% a San Francisco crowd in the Rams' own mm. stadium. 
And this was uh, there's a little bit of a controversy I read a few, from a few days ago about how Ticketmaster uh, bungled the uh, the sales or something. Well, apparently, a couple of the teams uh, were actually trying to prohibit resale of tickets mm. because what they were afraid of was that the opposing faction would buy those tickets, show up, and then, of course, you know it looks really bad when in your home stadium. The opposing team outnumbers your fans. <laughs> and so, now, and now uh, well, it's going to be a very interesting situation. That is uh, the home of the Super Bowl, or no? I shouldn't say the Super Bowl. The big game. We 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 have to maintain that uh, decorum there. The annual football championship. Yes, quite. I was actually reading a very interesting piece uh, on a sports magazine that I will not name because they don't pay us. <laughs> um, they were actually pointing out that normally during the big game, uh, the NFL likes to move into the host stadium five weeks in advance in order to set things up, including extra camera positions, including more luxury suites, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. Mm. But because the NFC Championship game is going to be in the site of the big game in two weeks, they couldn't do that. So they're going to try and squeeze five weeks of preparation into two. Mm. Now, they've done a few things. In fact, they've lost, due to the preparation they've done so far, they said 30% of the parking is gone because of the stuff that they've had to pre-build before they can actually, you know, move it into... Uh, the stadium proper and some of the stuff they will literally as soon as the final gun goes off and everybody's out of there they're just gonna be flying in there and doing their thing Mm -hmm. that's a good chunk of space uh uh, as you may or may not uh, recall sofi stadium is actually on the old side of the hollywood park racetrack Mm. and you would think for a billion dollar more than a billion dollar playpen Mm. that they would have enough space to account for something this bizarre. Now, to be fair, the odds of it weren't great in happening, but considering it happened in Tampa Bay, Mm. you know, you kind of go, hmm, you might want to just have a backup plan just in case. All right. Well, uh, we're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I will probably, oh boy. Who do I choose between the two California teams in the NFC? Well, my pick will be San Francisco only because Mm -hmm. the team management has been trying to get rid of that quarterback (laughs) that got them this far for most of the season. Mm. But the problem is, now I remember the, the, the kid's name, Trey Lance was supposed to be the next quarterback in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out or it hasn't worked out yet. Ah, So Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy they really wanted to get rid of, but really couldn't because of salary and all the other stuff, Mm. is now the hero come lately and, you know, has gotten them this far. If he manages to get them to the big game, and if San Francisco should happen to win the big game, Mm -hmm. now San Francisco is stuck with a real problem. How do you get rid of the Super Bowl winning the big game winning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Unless they sort of magically kind of say, if you retired, we might have a cushy job for you and extra money. Well, meanwhile, in the AFC, I think uh, we go with the uh, the running back express. That is Pat Mahomes, because let, let's admit it. He's also a running back in addition to a quarterback. <laughs> Plus the fact that his offensive line can actually protect him. Mm. The quarterback for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, got hit so many times, he was basically a punching bag back there. (laughs) I think he got sacked, I think they said like 10 plus times. (laughs) Like, I'm surprised he was upright and breathing by the end of this. (laughs) It's just like, ooh. And they weren't just love taps either. They were like, ooh. Mm-hmm. poke with a toe oh he's still alive let's prop him back up again yeah uh, interesting conference championships coming up and uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about those uh, the next time we come on with the podcast 
let's see what else is going on in the news, Neff. Uh, oh, yes, Comey can't communicate. Uh, finally finished it on this end. Uh, we finished the first season, Bree and I. Well, I'm sure you found it quite engaging and amusing. Mm. But at times you were going, that is a strange classroom full of kids. Blink, blink, <laughs> blink. A strange school. Look at look at yeah. one of the closing scenes uh, with the with, with, uh, people standing on the roof. Oh, yes, the confessions thing. That, that, that was sort of like, wow. It's like, this is one of those anime that they have announced a dub for it, they, and they are going to dub it, and I'm curious to see yeah. how they work it, because considering Comey doesn't say very much, yeah. in theory, it should be an easy gig. Mm-hmm. But it is not easy, I think, to convey as much emotion while saying absolutely nothing. Yeah. And then you go to the end of the uh, last episode, I think, where they're inside the gymnasium and uh, they're doing the dance, and here you have the band taking out their jazz guitars and playing like Yoko Kano was in the house. The best part is they're actually playing the opening theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a great way. That's a great callback, but it seems a little weird. Mm. Something I pointed out to Neff before we came on the air, I just learned about this uh, soon after we finished watching the last episode. Apparently, I believe Fuji Television came out with a live action Comey Can't Communicate in the fall of last year. As I said to Jared, I'm not surprised because anything that's even remotely popular nowadays, as long as it's actually capable of being done reasonably cheaply, mm-hmm. they'll do they'll do a live action version, right? Oh, yeah. And Comey Can't Communicate is basically the perfect slice of life show for cheap, cheerful, and if you get the casting right, live action works. Mm. Now, let me ask you, is the manga still ongoing? Uh, yes, but I understand it's going to end sometime this year. I see. Uh, apparently, um, now, I don't know that this is fact, but it looks like somebody uh, stitched, a, stitched a couple of pounds together where um, they are, Tadano and Comey going out, and Comey's holding up a sign that says, Girlfriend, if I'm lost, find boyfriend. <laughs> and Tadano's holding up a sign that says, Boyfriend. I'm just going, Oh, God. Well, I'm going to write that down. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> well, I- I'm still wondering how Tadano's going to get past Comey's dad. Oh, yeah. Because Comey's dad basically gives off this vibe that says, you harm my children? I am going to murder you? Hide the body, salt the earth, Uh and nobody will be the wiser. (laughs) Meanwhile, her mother's probably will be like, sure, can I have grandkids now? (laughs) You laugh, but remember, it's Kiko Inouye, yes, who played Bell Dandy back in the day, and I could just see her. <laughs> well, uh, definitely, uh, they left us on a happy note uh, for the second season, which comes up in just a few months, I believe. We said April. That's right. You just you just made me realize we're almost the end of the first month of the year. Holy carp! <laughs> Remember in Japan, April's the first month of the fiscal year. Fiscal years in Japan always begin on April Fool's Day. Funny you should mention that because in theory, that's when our, where I work, fiscal year starts as well, April 1. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's it's that government thing, you know, like just... Ah. Ah. <laughs> Plus, we don't want to. I, I think people don't want to. You know, end of year having to do it for like December thirty first. Now that depresses people. Right. Easier to do it for the end of March <laughs> when the weather's slightly getting better, and you're like, "Oh yeah, but if I get this done, I can go outside and enjoy myself." <laughs> Try doing that at the end of December. <laughs> mm. Well, now I have to uh, maybe find another anime series to tied me over i'll have to ask for some recommendations uh what about the anime that you said you've been watching uh when we last spoke my dress up darling yes Mm. now i I will say this if you're a cosplayer 
you could relate. But there are scenes that, if you look at them the wrong way, look really, really sketch. Okay? Imagine, if you will, as a cosplayer, measurements. <laughs> okay. He's, he's giggling, folks, for those of you on the podcast who, who, who don't hear that sound. And measurements. That's where things can go horribly, horribly wrong. Or even if they don't go horribly wrong. Yeah. If you know all the measurements you need to take to do a proper costume, you can imagine where things can get horribly, horribly interesting. Hmm. I'll give you an example. Inseams. That's not so bad. Mm. I will give you one that is bad. Bust points. Okay, I think we can stop there. Yes, we can stop right there. <laughs> so, needless to say, in in uh, my, my Dress Up Darling, the, the main ma- male protagonist you know, who's being asked to take measurements like this, he's completely freaking out, of course, because he's like, wait a minute, I can't do this. Meanwhile, main MC girl is like, go ahead. (laughs) I showed up to get measurements, and I know I was getting measured today, so I showed up in with a bathing suit on. So she had a bathing suit on under her clothes. Sounds like Pimp Daddy Moroku material. (laughs) You know what? If you don't let your mind go down that road... And you just watch the show. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of sweet. Okay. You know? I mean, they they they, they interact. It's mm-hmm. not forced. I mean, he's basically you know like the class loner because of of this Hina doll obsession. But for the fact that he can sew clothing, and she mm-hmm. is a dedicated cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Well, initially a want to be but then becomes one with his help, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, you'll see scenes there that, again, if you're a cosplayer, you will know these scenes, Mm -hmm. including the panic scene of they want the costume done in two weeks. (laughs) I would scream, but of course, I don't want to blow up poor JR's ears or our listeners. So, yeah. So, again, you have to listen, watch with an open mind. Okay. And you will f- you will find yourself yeah there will be a couple where you'll be going okay mm-hmm. but just watch the whole thing that's all I can tell you all right so maybe that'll be the candidate and where where can I watch it again uh, that one's actually on both Crunchyroll and Funimation okay so it's probably Funimation property then mm, don't know I well like I say it's both and of course now with the way they're tied together. I really don't know why there's that much of a distinction anymore, but exactly, Sony. Well, yes, Sony, <laughs> the, the Godfather, as it were. Actually, yeah. that reminds me. Speaking of the Godfather, there's another show I will try: Love of Kill. Okay. Now that one I've read the manga for the first three or four volumes of that. Mm-hmm. The trick with that one is this: you have a amnesiac who works as an assassin. Mm. Okay. Doesn't know who she is. All she knows is she knows how to kill people, mm-hmm. and she does so with frightening regularity. But another hit person, or hit man in this case, has shown an interest. And, you know, hijinks ensue because he's chasing her for romantic interest while she's going, wait a minute, is he trying to kill me? I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> So I, I think that one's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more interesting to watch just because it's a bit different pace, uh-huh. you know. So I, I am going to try and get into that this weekend, hopefully, you know, before the uh, football starts, because I think and I just have to check this because now I'm curious. I'm pretty sure the, the English uh, football or soccer, soccer, for American <laughs> friends. Yes, uh, is not on this weekend. I think they're on an international break. International break, I yeah. think, for two weeks. And I know this because one of my coworkers is a big fan of uh, Premier League. And he's yes, uh, okay, upset so sometimes with, uh, why are these games on Peacock? Why are these games on USA? Blah, 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 blah. 
Well, again, the U.S. rights deal and how NBC played around, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Meanwhile, up here, basically, DAZN grabbed them. And as long as, as, long as they can put it out, it's all fine and good. Mm. But you'll find there'll be, there'll be weekends where you sit down to watch it and you're just like, all I see is a pixelated mess. Hmm. My eyes are open. I have my glasses on, but all I see is a pixelated mess. What's going on here? <laughs> well, uh, we have uh, stuff to talk about coming from Japan. The good, the bad, and the interesting. When we come back here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, stay with us. <laughs> Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. This is the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I am JR and he is Neff. Thank you so much for joining us. A lot of interesting things happening from the land of the rising sun. Some good news, some bad news, some interesting news. You go to the NHK page, Neff, and you see all the bad news. Uh, North Korean missiles launching and uh, Japan's foreign policy. Oh, and the borders are still close to foreigners. Well, I'll tell you a story about uh, borders and off-air, off JR, because you're not going to believe this. But needless to say, when it comes to borders... The rules? Who knows anymore? Yeah. I, I, I'm I like throwing up my hands going, what? Hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, on a general scope, uh, different countries are now making up different rules. Uh, for Japan, the borders are still close to foreigners, which now there is, uh, and we might have mentioned this before, but there is a big uproar now from the business community in Japan. The most powerful business lobby is complaining about it. And also uh, students and people who have uh, Japanese family are also complaining that they're not able to uh, get into Japan. And they're of the opinion that, well, the new Omicron variant is already spreading in Japan like it is in most parts of the world or has already. And so what effective is it to keep foreigners out? Well, I mean, here's the issue. Japan is an island nation. So they can, in theory, pretty much control who goes in, who goes out. Mm. What comes in, what comes out. Right. Right? So in theory, you slam the doors closed, you keep it out. But the reality is, nothing is 100% perfect. Mm. So while they may delay it, you know, I mean, the big problem is do they have the hospital capacity to deal with it, number one, mm -hmm. because if it does spread, because I'm sorry, any narrative that tells you Omicron is harmless or not as bad, well, first of all, harmless is completely is wrong. Mm -hmm. Less harmful, that depends because right. you might have a comorbidity that you don't even know you have that Omicron will knock you flat on your face mm -hmm. and end you up in an ICU. See, right. and that's the and that's the problem that people don't realize. They can have undiagnosed comorbidity comorbid comorbidities. <laughs> Fun word for me to say after a nine hour workday. <laughs> but the, 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 that's the that's the problem. You don't know, you mm -hmm. know. And you can be as healthy as a horse, 
no pun intended. You can be healthy and feel great. And then, like I said, the virus comes in and wreaks merry havoc, mm. which is why I, you know, I've now been triple stabbed, triple stabbed as of last Saturday. Right. And oddly enough, this shot, my arm hurt, but that was about it. Mm. Now, when I say my arm hurt, I'm talking about an arm that doesn't feel much. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it actually hurt tells you something was going on. It's like, wait a minute. Right. Whatever you did, I didn't like that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then, like I said, a little bit of tired on, on the following day to the Sunday. And then by Monday, all I could do is look outside and go, you snow eck. Right. Um, as far as other policies go, uh, Canada and the United States um, have largely been unchanged over the last uh, few months. Uh, but uh, I noticed that there's an uptick in... Oh? Well, actually, Canada has a travel advisory again Okay, saying don't travel unless you really have to. Okay. But as far as now, entering the country, this hasn't really changed lately. I mean, they're they're basically doing the same thing. Random testing. You have to have proof that you've you know either had COVID recently and cleared your and gotten cleared, mm. or you've passed a PCR test. Uh, uh, I can't even remember the full name of the, the actual test. Polymerase P- chain reaction. Thank you. You could say that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the, the the problem with that test is that test is expensive. Oh yeah. And if you go down to the States and you have to get that test to come back, I understand it's about 200 bucks for a family of four. Mm. And that's 200 it bucks. It varies. US. It varies. Yeah. Depending on where well, you I go. Think, yeah. Well, I was going to say 200 bucks US, which up here, you know, with the Canadian peso, oh, is about, oh, yeah. you know, close <laughs> to 300 bucks now. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, as I was saying, um, there has been an uptick in bookings lately to the UK, and I have a few friends in the UK who are kind of scratching their heads over the new policy that Downing Street announced, which is it's time to live with COVID. So if you're fully vaccinated, no more testing, no more quarantine. Which is all on good until the hospital system collapses, and if the unless the hospital system collapses under the weight of people in ICU. Mm. Now, could this be the government saying, you know what, we wanted to revamp the health system anyway, so let's let it collapse, and we'll just pick up the pieces and rebuild it in our own image? Mm-hmm. That sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is bad. But you know, the Brits, they'll do what they do. <laughs> and I, the rest of the UK follows suit, basically. Well, I mean, if you're looking at, for example, Scotland, I have friends there. They're like, you know, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ireland, of course, is a whole other mess. And right. It's just like, oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, turning to some good news from Japan, Neff, uh, you know, I talk about sumo from time to time. Uh, The January 2022 sumo tournament in Tokyo just wrapped up as a quasi-state of emergency takes effect in Tokyo now because of the high COVID cases. But um, we had a very, very interesting contest. We had four wrestlers uh, battle it out um, to the final day. Four were in contention for the championship. And the winner is... um, a Japanese uh, Filipino sumo wrestler named Mitakeumi. Uh, Mitakeumi is from Niigata Prefecture. I want to say Niigata or Nagano. I'm going to look that up real quick. Mm. Uh, Nagano. You, Nagano Prefecture. Was he, was he the one you were showing a video of the other day as I came into the Discord channel and he was holding a fish? Yes. <laughs> I, I was literally joining him for, for the, I think, for the stream for the Great Ace Attorney game. And he's showing, you know, preview of uh, what he was showing uh, from NHK. And this wrestler's holding a fish. Yeah, so and I'm going, <laughs> the heck? What's going to do with this thing? A large sea bream. And I'll explain real quick. Uh, Mitakeumi has uh, gained enough victories 
to earn a promotion to the next highest, or the, I should say the second highest rank in sumo, which is Ozeki. So that is right below the very, very top rank of Yokozuna, which we've talked about before. But when you get promoted to Ozeki, it's a big occasion. And usually the first time you get promoted, there is a big ceremony. They'll hire anybody, uh, or they'll, they'll hire out a venue, or in this case, they actually did it at his stable. And uh, what is it? The Sumo Association uh, makes a recommendation. They have a meeting, and it was unanimous to make Mitakeumi Ozeki. So two envoys from the Sumo Association will stop by, in this case, to the stable, and they will convey the message to Mitakeumi, in this case. He accepts, and he usually makes a speech. And then they, everybody gathers for pictures and a press interview. And then something you didn't see was they're all racing beer glasses and going kampai. And then Mitakiyumi sitting, holding up a bream and smiling. Okay, no, uh, he was not a horse, uh, Kaldith. That's referring to um, the, the stable, in this case, refers to the group that he's a part of. Right, the stable where the where he lives is called a sumo stable or a or a baya. So, uh, but yes, that that is the explanation of the uh, of the sea bream uh, there, and uh, we'll probably get an even bigger one should he qualify to go to Yokozuna. Well, how long approximately would it take from Ozeki to Yokozuna, assuming that he, let's say, he wins all his matches? How long would it take then? Um, if he won all his matches, probably in about two tournaments or so, he would qualify. Um, there are different criteria for Yokozuna. You have to keep your performance up throughout in order to uh, be in contention. And mm. then once you're promoted to Yokozuna, you're you have to maintain the level of a Yokozuna, because if you don't, you'll probably be recommended to retire. Ah, so you get to the top of the mountain, and you best not fall off, otherwise that's the end. Right. There is a way you can fall off this mountain uh, if you are Ozeki with two uh, consecutive uh, losing records in two tournaments, but uh, the, the rules change greatly when you get to Yokozuna. Makes sense because, of course, with Yokozuna being the pinnacle, right? You want to make sure that the pinnacle, you know, stays there, right? Um, there was some other news about uh, a sumo wrestler who recently retired. Uh, Hanakaze, I believe his name is. He is fifty-one years old, and he started professional sumo, I believe, in nineteen eighty-six when he was. 15, if I do the math correctly. Sounds about right. So he is the last sumo wrestler to retire from the Showa era. Showa Emperor um, Hirohito was the Showa Emperor, and he died in the late 1980s, I think. So uh, Hanakaze is the final sumo wrestler from that era to retire. I think they said he competed in some 200-plus tournaments, never went above the third lowest division in sumo, which is Sandanme. But um, you got to credit him for his longevity. I, I was going to say that that's quite an accomplished and lengthy career. Mm. Uh, you know, doing the math, and I'm just going, I, I, I can't say that, you know... I'm just trying not to say too much, but I'm going, uh, yikes. He, he's, he's managed to, you know, do something that I don't think I could ever do. <laughs> and uh, since he didn't go above the third highest division, he probably doesn't do any special recognition or special pay, but the newspapers will mention it. Um, mm. Something else I'm looking at in the news, actually, as we speak right now, I'm waiting to see if there's word from the Sumo Association about uh, the disposition of uh, two sumo wrestlers. I've spoken about this before. They were pulled out of the January tournament last month on suspicions of illegal gambling. 
the Sumo Association conducted their own probe and said, yes, they did engage in illegal gambling. And apparently sometime today, when, um, Thursday, Japan time, there's supposed to be a decision about what disciplinary action, if any, they would face. Hmm. It, now, I'm assuming the most severe would be basically they're no longer considered, they, you know, sumo wrestlers for the expulsion. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's going to happen based on the reports. They think uh, it'll probably be like a short suspension for one or both of them. So, mm. yeah, because once you get involved in gambling in in a sport, that's kind of like, you know, no. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've seen that in this country, in, you know, in this part of the world as well. Uh, once you start gambling on the sport that you are playing, mm-hmm. bad things happen to you. Oh, yes. Um, the, the interesting thing that came out of Japan, if I wanted to bring up, and I uh, noticed this on Soda News uh, just before we came on the air. Um, and I mentioned the prefecture earlier by accident, Niigata. Niigata, northern Japan. uh known for its uh, rice production. Very, very popular for the rice. Consequently, a very popular sake region as well. Um, They're concerned about declining rice consumption. And they blame several factors on this, uh, from the population to different food choices people are making in Japan. And, of course, rice has been a staple of Japanese cuisine for hundreds of years. So, what to do to fix the situation? Well, apparently, uh, Niigata Prefecture is starting a campaign. And they're using something that's tried and true in slice-of-life anime. The situation where... The schoolgirl or the schoolboy wakes up, realizes that they're late for school, they run out the door and down the street, usually with bread hanging from their mouth. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about now? Very yeah, typical. Exactly, yeah. Very, very typical. typical scene. So what they want to do is create a campaign where instead of the school person running to school with a piece of bread in their mouth instead run to school with a rice ball in their mouth. I'm glad you didn't say bowl of rice in their hands trying to get it with <laughs> chopsticks because I would have just said that's insane. Rice ball in the mouth is a little less insane, but I'm going, I can't see that working very well from, you know, logical perspective. Just, no. <laughs> uh, there have been some sample artwork uh, given and also a sample video. And the sample video is a live-action school person running with a rice ball just sticking out, <laughs> just running. And it seems like the rice ball is stationary inside their mouth as the person's running. Well, yes, now you're reminding me of that scene in Call Me Can't Communicate where the, the, the girls all make rice balls and it's this whole, you know, schmozzle about who gets which rice ball. <laughs> and of course, you know, I won't spoil. Let's just say that Comey copied somebody. <laughs> Remember and it's that. like blink, blink. <laughs> But uh, the idea that Niigata Prefecture has is let's encourage people or companies to create artwork of this so that if they were to see the situation in whatever artwork or possibly anime, they'll think, hey, this is a wonderful thing to try. And then uh, for the uh, rice industry, it will, uh, you know... uh, boost interest in eating rice and maybe improved health or whatnot. All I can think of is rule 34 and rule 34 kids don't ask your parents. They won't tell you. (laughs) 
So that's a very interesting thing uh, that that uh, you re- you read these peculiar news stories, and uh, this one really reached in, into my peculiar brain. Well, it's similar to I don't know if you ever saw the the actual ads here. Um, in the nineties, the Canadian dairy farmers were trying to encourage milk consumption. Mm. So what did they do? They got a popular hockey player. Doug Gilmore at the time, to wear the team sweater. He was playing for Maple Leafs at the time. And a very special pair of tights. How special, you ask? Spotted tights as in a cow while he's drinking milk. Don't ask me how that's supposed to encourage milk consumption. All it made me do was laugh like a hyena going, excuse me? Dougie, what are you doing? Why? Why? Of course, the answer would be for the money, but... I... So in America, we have milk mustaches. Milk does a body good. In Canada, we have hockey players wearing Holstein Frisian pants. Yes. And again, blame Canada. <laughs> that is going to give me something to look at while we set up for our stream tonight. We are continuing the great... Oh, God, he's going to look for it. Yes. Um, we're going to continue the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles tonight, um, which we continued earlier this week. Very, very impressed with the visuals um, that we saw. More of a 3D... I don't know if we can use the term 3D anymore, because I think that might be a little overrated in 2022. But the visuals in the game are quite good and a lot better than before. Well, I think to be fair... Each of those games came later and later in time. Mm-hmm. So as we go further along, because I think this is a collection of games that have been smashed together, right? Uh, yes. So, um, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles and then the sequel to that. Yeah. So I, I think as the episodes worked on and they got, you know, more time in and more toys to play with visually, mm-hmm. I think that's why you're getting the uh, uh, the better visuals, including, you know, uh Naruhodo Ryosuke Naruhodo, you know, walking the, the dock back oh, and yeah. forth, pacing, which I thought was okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely putting an atmosphere to things. Mm. I agree. That that I think that uh that was very stunning to me and also we're we're spoiling things a little bit, but uh if you want to understand what we're talking about, just watch uh, us in a little bit here. Uh the scales of justice in the British court. <laughs> Yeah, that and the jurors, you know, amongst each other, including the one gent who's flipping a blade, and I'm just going, A, how did he get that past security? B, if he makes a mistake, they're going to be calling him righty real quick. (laughs) So um, we're going to uh, play that in just a moment, but uh, this will wrap things up for the podcast. Uh, Neff, the uh, closing commentary, if you will. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or anything you hear on our podcast or Twitch streams, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or check us out on social media for links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. Go to linktree.com forward slash radio. And for archived versions of this podcast, Go to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. But please watch our live shows, folks, because when we send it to Anchor, we edit stuff out. Oh, yes. Case in point, we had an issue here earlier. And if you're listening on Anchor, you didn't hear it. So um, that will wrap things up for our podcast. We will now set up for the stream Um, really quickly. We are trying to put together a stream or two or three for early next week because early next week, Extreme Anime Radio is legal to drink. And I still think we should put together an XAR cocktail. (laughs) We just have to figure out what's in it and whether it's actually safe to drink. I don't know if that can be done live on air. What'd you say? Especially live on air. (laughs) Oh, yes. I I actually have to see if... uh, there are ways you can commission alcoholic beverages. I wonder. I don't think, though, uh, we would have enough time to put one together. 
oh, just put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and just, you know, drink and watch the results. <laughs> I, I, I want to think of that. I want to... If you, if you want to get it right, then we gotta we gotta do a little brainstorming, you know. Well, you can do the brainstorm. I just do the brain drizzle. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned to our Discord and our social media platforms for more information about any streams we may schedule for early next week, and then of course the podcast, as per usual, return at eight p.m. Eastern next Wednesday, hopefully. That will do it for our podcast. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening. If you're watching us on Twitch, we will set up for the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. For the rest of you, remember. Keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario Twitch broadcast, and don't forget to check out our anchored, uh, our archive stream. <laughs> I did it again. More slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. Oh, boy. One more of those, we're going to get a free game. Boom. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.